It is so fun to be a part of history. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love. But our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom, is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Good. Hope, hopefully you're doing great out there. I know there's a lot of worry and uncertainty. Um, it'll be funny to, for like, let's, let's say like two years from now, you're listening to this podcast. Right now it's March 16th, 2020. And uh, you're like, man, they were freaking about this coronavirus thing. And it's over now. We're good. You know, but when you're in the middle of it, you're just like, oh, my, like everybody's stressed out. And you know how it is. But um, that the re- I wanted to talk a little bit about historical perspective and, and how you can take advantage of that during this time of uncertainty. Um, I, growing up, my favorite subject was history. Like, loved it. Um, not just because, like, the stories. Probably that's mostly why. But because of the patterns you see. And what I'm learning as I get older and what I hopefully learned when I was younger is that if you can find what the pattern is, usually that's a really good key indicator of what's going to happen next. So I want to talk about a couple patterns in history and how we can use those to take advantage of where we're at. All right. So right now I'm reading a book, um, the auto, the biography of Genghis Khan. And I, that's probably a really weird book to be reading right now. Like I think most people are probably reading like medical books or financial self-help books. Um, for whatever reason, I got bored of a lot of those. I started reading the, the story of Genghis Khan and he has the same pattern you see of anybody that's like wildly successful, whether that's in business, in his case, it was warfare, um, politics in, in whatever, what their time, there's always a pattern to what makes them successful And what I'm trying to do is apply that in my own life. And I want you to look at patterns that you're seeing right now and how other people have had those patterns, use them in their life to get ahead of where they're at, just to skip ahead. All right. So I'll tell you a little bit about Genghis Khan. I'll probably tell you another story to give it like an example or a, 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 a reference point. And then tell how we can apply that, right? And I think most of your learning will come through the analogy. It'll come through, it's like you're hearing these stories. You'll be like, oh, I could apply this in that way to my life. And that, that's more valuable than anything I could just tell you because the pattern is so obvious. So Genghis Khan, you probably heard of the name. Uh, I think Temuchin was his actual name. But he it's a really interesting story because we don't know a lot about him because we don't study him in Western society. So if you're hearing this in English, you probably were educated in the Western tradition or a Western or American school. And so you didn't know a lot about him other, other than he was this big old bad dude that conquered a ton of area. Um, he actually conquered the greatest, he, he and his like successor had the greatest, the largest land empire in the world ever, ever, ever. Okay. Now, a lot of that was like covered by, you know, the Mongolian steppes and Russia and all this stuff. But still, largest land empire ever. But if you look at where he came from, it was actually really, really poor. So his mother, this is kind of, this is a cool story. So his mother was married when she was really young and her and her her spouse or husband or whatever they called it um, were traveling on 
from their wedding or whatever. And don't like quote me on the specifics because I'm obviously skipping over a lot of stuff, but that's why I'm using all these filler words. But the, the point is they were traveling and this raid came and her husband took off self-preservation. They took her and she got remarried into a tribe. So she's basically a slave and her son, or her, I think she's, she's pregnant. Or her son was really young. That was Genghis Khan. So he was literally like the poorest of the poor. And he was able to like, through like really crazy politics, like cruelty and all these other things rise up through the ranks. And how is he able to do that? Like we hear about those stories all the time, these rags riches stories, but how is he able to do that? So that's the specifics. That's the pattern I want to talk to you about today. So what he did, this is really cool, is he would go against tradition and use his like insights into strategy and people's like wants to get ahead. So for example, he came from like a really poor class. He understood the poor class really well. And the, the Mongol society, it was very nomadic, but it was still ruled by these aristocrats, right? And they're not aristocrats like we think of like French aristocrats have like these big mansions, right? They probably had like a bigger tent or something or more horses. Like that's what constitutes an aristocrat when you're a Mongol. And uh, what would happen is, is when there was like warfare, it wasn't really warfare, it was more like raiding and like just inter-tribal conflict, right? Well, what happened is the the tribes would come attack, the warriors would usually either fight a little bit or leave because the man, the men were like more, had a lot of the powers of a very patriarchal society. And then the raid would happen, they take a few things, they leave. But what would happen is, is since the warriors on the horses got away, that they would come back to fight another day. And that like that, that would what that's what perpetuated this cycle of intertribal warfare or like fighting, not really warfare, just fighting. And so what Genghis Khan did is said, Hey, like, I know you want to loot as soon as these warriors leave. It's like easy pickings. But we're gonna actually have to fight these warriors so that they don't come back to fight us. We dominate them. So that's what he did. You know, and he would go and like dominate the warriors. And then they would able that they actually were able to loot more, conquer their rivals, and like consolidate his power, right? So there was a now looking back, we're like, duh, why would you not do that, right? But that's hindsight. That's twenty twenty. That wasn't the tradition and culture back then. Okay. Another thing he did was that the the leader. So anytime there was a leader of another tribe that would or or another herd that came to him, he welcomed them freely and they became allies, right? Traditionally in that culture, they w- would have to be like kinship to be allies, but he just let people, anybody in that showed loyalty and consistent loyalty, they stayed. So uh, he said that the, the generals he had when he started his campaign, when he was like, it was early, it was like he was 19 years old or something. He was really young. When we started this, like this ascension through Mongol ranks. The, the people that were loyal to him when he was 19 were his generals for 60 years. So he, he, he got a lot of loyalty and it wasn't kinship based. And that was really like, it was really against culture and people like look down. The thing is people look down on him for it. But because he did that, he was able to get really quality people based off their merit, just not off the blood. And the, but the people that were not loyal, he would kill their leader and then bring in the families and take care of them. And so people were like, that's kind of weird. Like usually if you just kill the leader, you kill everybody or just, you, or you killed everybody and you know, kept the leaders. Like you keep that, you, you want to keep the aristocracy happy, not the poor people. But he can't, since he kept the masses happy, he got a lot of support and was able to unify the Mongolian empire and then out like project that force and conquer like all these other lands is crazy. Now you're probably really bored because this is like history stuff, but I want you to think about other people in modern society that went against the trend 
and we're able to capitalize on it. All right. So one of like two big tech giants we know about are Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, right? They went against, they did things that were not popular. That's the point here is they did things that were not popular. For example, within the computing space, the, the idea of a personal computer was not popular. They didn't think it would go anywhere, but Bill, like, not Bill Gates, Steve Jobs did. And he created a, a personal computer that people could use and it took off and did really well. Right. Same thing with like Bill Gates. I'm going to create a, a Windows software where people can interact with it and have multiple windows open. Well, it's kind of, I think it's kind of rip off from Apple's user interface, but whatever. Um, it wasn't necessarily popular because what, what did coders do? Coders knew code. It was this expert thing, but they popularized it and did really well with it. All right. So now I want to think, I want you to think your own business. What are, what are the things that are unpopular that go against the grain? That's what's going to get you ahead. All right. So for example, one thing I've been preaching over and over and over and over again is organic social media reach. Nobody does it. Nobody does it well. Everybody really sucks at it. But, and it's really awkward for most solar reps. Most solar reps want to do two things. They want to pay for Facebook ads, they want, or, which is basically get leads. They want to get leads through paying for ads or they want to knock doors. That's what's popular, right? But that's what is going to get you like forward, but not really ahead, especially during like this time, right? So think about this coronavirus. What's popular? Like, Follow the law, do what you're supposed to do. Like don't have, gather large meetings. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do, do things that endanger other people. You shouldn't do that, right? But like if you get out and knock doors right now, that's very unpopular. You're going to be looked down upon as like this weird person that's out like confronting people. It's like the opposite of social distancing. But you're going to make a ton of money because people are home. And people might not buy right now, but you'll have their contact information you can follow up later, right? That's something that's very unpopular. It's going against the, goes against the grain, but it gets you ahead. Right. And again, there's a balance here between like being ethical and getting ahead and, and like getting ahead in a non-traditional, but still ethical and moral way. Right. Genghis Khan's probably the example of something that he did. He actually did several really immoral things to get ahead. Um, but it was, but the point is, is like he broke tradition. Right. So what are some traditions that are not necessary rules that are not unethical traditions that people just follow just because they're told that you can get over, you might have to work a little harder. You will have, you will have to work a little harder. You will have to do things untraditionally. But if you do it in a time, especially in a time like this, where everybody's freaking out, whoo, buddy, you're going to get really far ahead. Okay. So think about that. Think about what you can do. I didn't give any, well, I gave you one thing specific is organic social media reach, which nobody does because it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time and investment. But if you do that, something like a podcast, um, it's going to help you a ton. All right. So think about that, stay safe out there, um, but also stay non-traditional.